Hello and welcome to the 291st edition of the Illegal Motion College Football Podcast. In Nashville, Tennessee, I'm the Professor Emeritus, Matt Perkins. And uh, a fade route across the Harpeth River for me here in the Music City, it's our own offensive coordinator, the coach, Corey Burton. And it feels great to be back in the saddle again, guys. Season 8, can you believe it? Uh, no, I cannot. I cannot. So, uh, yeah, but we cannot get started without the third amigo in the second city, a man who knows that all is not okay in Oklahoma. It's our intrepid blogger from Big Ten and Counting, Josh Cook. Good to be back. Nice, uh, nice off season. I, I can't remember. Did anything happen? Any conference realignment stuff we missed? Did anyone transfer between schools? Oh, wait, conference USA imploded. <laughs> <laughs> the Big Ten is now 16. Is, is that why, Matt, you chose the coos to the preview because there's nobody left? Uh, pretty much. Yeah, because there is no conference left to uh, to take care of. No, uh, we are back for season eight. I can't, guys, freaking episode 291. I can't believe we're here. This is incredible. Oh, this is incredible. Um, you know, this is sort of how this is how we all got started in this podcast game. And it's uh, we, we've come a long way, baby, and we still have a long way to go. Um, but we want to send a special shout out to our title sponsor that is betonline.ag they are the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines find reviews and news for every league including major league baseball nfl nba nhl combat sports esports and even golf Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information in live in-game betting props and futures. So head on over to bet online today, use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet and use our promo code believe 50 that's B L E A V five zero to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. Well, gents, the 2022 season is starting uh, here in a couple weeks. I can't believe it. Uh, we are sitting here on a Tuesday, August 16th. I believe Vanderbilt against Hawaii week zero is on the 27th. Uh, so all, you know, combination. Is that, Vanderbilt's bowl? is that Vanderbilt's bowl game? Yeah, they wanted to get it in at the front end because they knew they weren't going to be eligible in December. Perfect. That is true. So, uh, gents, uh, we're going to get into our yearly previews, and uh, we're going to go conference by conference, trying to keep things tight this year. Uh, we're going to have 10 minutes in each conference, and uh, we are going to go from there. Uh, one leader in each conference. So I am going to go ahead and take the ACC. And in the ACC, gents, uh, we might as well start over in the Atlantic and uh josh on our text the other day you mentioned that i am crazy because well a yeah i am crazy but b um because i picked north carolina state and i'm always drinking the kool-aid so what is wrong with my pick <laughs> josh both of you guys think clemson is gonna win the uh, uh the atlantic tell me why i'm crazy to pick dave doran and the wolf pack uh, well, Josh, for me, first. I was going to say for me, it's uh, two things. The, the first is Clemson's defense is going to be out of this world. Okay. And the NC State Clemson showdown is in Clemson. So I will fully admit I'm, I'm gambling that DJ's making that jump. Uh, I've got Clemson, NC State, a very clear one, two. Uh, I think they're they're a level above the rest of the teams in this division. We'll talk about that as the show goes on. But uh, for me, it, it's it's fifty five forty five Clemson. And I, I'm just going with that home field and the defense. Coach, talk about what makes Clemson's defense so good. I agree with Josh. It's the best in the conference. Yeah, I mean, it starts with Miles Murphy. He's the best pass rusher. They get, I mean, they get so much pressure with their front seven. It's it's unreal. So, Not even front I mean, seven, front four. I mean, yeah, the front four is one of the best in the country, uh, and and that helps. You know, if you can mm -hmm. get, if teams can't score, <clears throat> excuse me, if teams can't score, they're gonna have a hard time winning. And if NC State can't score on Clemson, they're gonna have a hard time beating Clemson. So, to me, it was defense, defense, defense. I think Cade. I think Cade Klubnik 
is going to win the uh, the quarterback job. Do you really? I Do, is that is gonna, that what's ha- is that gonna, what they're saying coming out of? Camp? I mean, that would honestly surprise me. I, I know he's a big t- a touted five star freshman, but like, well, we, so was we Big Cinco. We know what we got. I don't know Cinco. if we do. I coach. I don't know if we do because I think their offensive line is so atrocious. It's it, it's been so bad, and that is well, why personally, he showed, he showed what he had. So, you know, may, maybe he's out playing him in camp, uh, but maybe at the end of the day, maybe they're maybe that last scrimmage. But it's going to be neck and neck. Well, I, so for me, the the reason I'm taking NC State here for for a couple of reasons. One, I think NC State has the best line in the conference. Yeah, you guys know how much I love uh offensive line play and yeah guess what they lost the first offensive tackle taken in the draft doesn't matter they bring back the entire rest of the line they are absolutely stacked uh bryson spees is making the switch uh over to left tackle um to cover for ikki Aquanu, who obviously was top 10 pick in the draft grant gibson one of the best centers in the country quite frankly i really really love this offensive line um, but this division also probably would have been a little bit more interesting if it hadn't been for the unfortunate um, news about Sam Hartman. Um, and that's uh, Wake, For- Wake Forest quarterback, uh, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the country, um, you know, statistically one of the best returners in the country. And he's had to take a sort of an indefinite leave of absence from mm-hmm. football um for personal reasons and so we obviously wish him all the best um it's a shame for wake forest because they have in at perry one of the two best wide receivers in the entire Mm -hmm. conference and it's going to be tough you know and and sam hartman you know he's just an extension of dave clausen on the field and I, i really worry about this wake forest team without him but they still have a fair bit of infrastructure around him at the bottom of the conference Boston College, I was higher on a couple weeks ago before Christian Mahogany. It's pr- apparently, it's written Mahogany, but pronounced Mahogany. Uh, their potential All-American. Rich Mahogany? Uh, apparently, no, the guard uh, for Boston College. Apparently, uh, he's you know he was a uh, potential All-American. He's injured. He's out for the season. That's going to be really crippling for them. I don't know if Jerkovic's going to stay healthy. But, uh, Josh, you are actually higher on Florida State than you. Both of you guys are actually much higher on Florida State than me this year. So, Coach, what is it that you see in, in, in Florida State? Why do you think that they're going to be able to take a step forward? They just they just keep improving um, every year. I mean, Jordan Travis, I think, is going to take that next step. They return, you know, seven starters on offense, six on defense. They return their entire specialty unit. I mean, they just you know, and, and a lot of the a lot of the skill guys are coming back. They return a lot of linemen. Um, just again, I, I think it's just getting some of those other guys out, getting some of those um, Willie Taggart guys out, and you know, I, I think with another year of Mike Norvell's recruiting, it just uh, I don't know. And, and they they start off with Duquesne. Um, I, I will say, speaking of recruiting, Week though, uh, speaking of recruiting coach, that Florida State yeah. got maybe the single best player in the entire transfer portal in Jared Verse, uh, who was an edge yes. rusher from Albany. Um, yes. He was basically FCS Will Anderson last year. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, statistically, he was just completely, completely dominant. And so I, I can see him replacing Jermaine Johnson. Who was outstanding yeah. for them last year? Makaya um, Pittman, somebody to, to look out for on the offensive mm-hmm. side of the yeah, ball. Yeah, at, at, the, at the wide receiver position, he had the transfer from Oregon. He should be good. Um, Derek, Derek McClendon on the other side, uh, rushing the passer, uh, is somebody also to watch out for for the Knowles. I mean, they when when history says when the Knowles have two really good pass rushers, they're usually pretty good. Yeah. So for we'll sure. see if that holds up. For Josh, sure. you want to add something to that? No, Coach, the big ones for me, uh, Travis bringing that continuity and then seven starters back on defense that you guys just highlighted them. So, yeah, you know, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily high of Florida State. I mean, I picked them to finish fourth in the division. I don't think they they have a chance making the title game at all. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I think they're a secure bowl team. I mean, there's 
105 bowls you're telling me florida state can't get in one of them that's true that's true um i think i'm a little bit higher on louisville than you guys are just because i really like malik cunningham as a quarterback but i want to hop over to the coastal um pit for us uh or at least for for uh josh and myself we're really high on pit personally i think keaton slovis is going to pop in there i don't really care that jordan addison is gone um I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be really good, and I love their defense. I love their line, but man, uh, you talk about defensive line earlier, Josh. Uh, Kalija Kansi at Pitt is one of the best in the country. Yeah, I mean, Matt, like you, you hit all the things that we love about Pittsburgh. I mean, they still have a great wide receiver room. Their offensive line might be one of the best in the entire nation seven starters back on defense and then they have one heck of a transfer i've seen slovis plenty of times back at usc he's the real deal i think yeah he absolutely is i just i think some of it honestly is pittsburgh sort of a weird program in that they play in a half full pro stadium each week (laughs) and they are a private school in a massive city uh, it doesn't feel like they should have a good college football program. Uh, they used to back in the eighties and now the they 70s, do again yeah. now. Uh, I think if Tony if Dorsett said, walking through that door. Yeah. I mean, if you had said, think about a different team, if you had said, Hey, Clemson has a, uh, game changer transfer portal quarterback, a great wide receiver group, one of the best offensive lines in the country, and seven starters back on defense. Everyone would say, Oh, yeah, they're going to the college football playoffs. Yeah, it's uh, just with Pitt, there's doubters. Yeah, for sure. Coach, uh, you think the U is back? I think so. I, I think Crystal Ball is the guy, the right guy. Uh, I, I'm not I disagreeing with perfect, that. He has a perfect storm with Tyler Van Dyke, too, um, at, at the quarterback position. You have, uh, again, a bunch of starters coming back. Uh, seven on offense, not as many on defense, but I mean, maybe that's a good thing. So, um, you know, Charles Rambo is gone for Miami. Uh, they're going to need some receivers to kind of step yeah, up. Yeah, they got, you know, they, they, they snagged Frank Ladson from Clemson, who I think is going to be an impact player for them. Man. And then if we're going to uh, talk about Tyler Van Dyke, though, we got to yeah. bring up the fact that um, I don't, I don't love his name change. He wants no? to go by Tyler Goatee this year. Tyler Goatee. I thought you were going to say he wanted to go by Dick Van Dyke. Um, I thought he was going to go by Tyler Mutton Chops. Um, no, but uh, looking lower down in the conference, though, um, for me, my favorite pure player in the conference is Virginia quarterback Brennan Armstrong. Um, he's my offensive player of the year, yeah. by the way. He, he's my offensive player of the year, too, for sure. Um, it was Sam in my note, In my notes, I have next to him – the real deal. Yeah, he's yeah, he's the real deal. He's, he's awesome. Um, he's, he's a dude. You know what? He uh, guys, who is the quarterback for my favorite professional team? Josh Allen. He's college Josh Allen. College Josh <laughs> Allen, huh? He is. No, he's he is college like Josh Allen like this season right now. I think he's he's able to do more with less. Uh, I'm excited to see what he can do with new coach Tony Elliott calling the plays. I think their wide receiver room is sneaky deep. I, I love their offense. I think their defense is going to be atrocious. Um, so uh, they need that O line to gel. I think they have all brand new starters. On yes, the, five the new starters. It's. Is I, I might be inclined to move them ahead of UNC now. Now that I think about it, um, I, I think UNC might get them in their matchup. Like I, I think it's going to just come down to when Miami plays Pitt. I think Miami's going to beat Pitt. And that's coach, coach, coach. No- North Carolina has a brand new defensive coordinator who is a national title winning coach head coach Chizik, <laughs> yes fresh off the sec network getting coached in six years um last seen <laughs> leading no, auburn longer, to longer like a two that, and ten long, season <laughs> coach longer than that if you look at his end at auburn that's true he hadn't coached in 10 years <laughs> he got fired six years ago but he hadn't coached in 10 <laughs> Oh, Lord. Um, Okay, so uh, personally, uh, I have NC State as the eventual ACC champ. Josh has Pitt and coach has Miami. None of us have Clemson. Um, So I'm I'm going with the I'm going with Miami upsetting Clemson in the title game. I like I'm I'm calling this. It's a bold prediction. Well, Josh has Pitt over Clemson. Clemson. Josh has Pitt over Clemson in the title game. 
Well, I was looking at Clemson's schedule. They're, I was looking at Clemson's schedule. They don't really play anyone with a high caliber offense. I, I think they might get a little surprised. I, I think their defense is phenomenal, but I think they're going to be going into that game thinking that they are the 85 Bears when their numbers will be slightly inflated by their schedule. You know, also fired me up about Brendan Brendan Armstrong. Uh, what he's a left he's a lefty. Yeah, he's a six foot. (laughs) Yeah, and he's six foot four. The left left handed college version of Josh Allen. Okay, so um, (laughs) Brendan Allen, uh, offensive player of the year. I mean, newcomer of the year is definitely going to be Slovis. Uh, Josh has him for offensive player of the year. Um, for first coach fired, uh, I've got Jeff Collins. Josh has. A third of the I, I got a black. I got yeah. I got a Black Friday in ACC land. I got Jeff Collins, Scott Satterfield, and Dino Babers all I th- gone. I think that I think Collins is done during the season, which is why I think Ooh, I, I like think I, I've, like, I've got Georgia Tech like, at like my ro- one in nine, and they are getting him out of there before Tony they go. <laughs> b- b- before I, they, how'd you put, like my rookie of the year? Your rookie of the year, Tony Elliott. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to go, <laughs> but you know. We'll, we'll we'll see about that. I don't know if he's on the he field. Is is he is technically a, is he a, a rookie. Is he a player coach? No, but he yeah. is new to the conference. And I think if Virginia sniffs a bowl, you gotta give it to him. <laughs> They're gonna sniff that, that bowl. I, what's that? What, what's that? I what? What's that bowl I smell? Um, yeah, that's <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, no, G off Collins for sure. Um, th- so are they going to fire G off when, uh, by walking into his office, grabbing his wall, grabbing his Waffle House mug and slamming it on the ground? Uh, they have to shatter it in front of him. And that is he all of a sudden awakes from the dream that he's been the Georgia Tech head coach for the last three years. And he walks out that here's door. The, here's the next few years of GF Collins's life goes to Alabama as an analyst, then becomes an Alabama coordinator. And then he'll get a job at about FAU. And then in a few years, he'll be Missouri's next coach. Oh. A few years. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, we're, we're not going to Missouri yet, but it is time for us to exit um, the uh, exit the ACC and head over, Josh, to uh, our home conference of the Big Ten. Uh, Josh, from sea to shining sea. Well, yes, which is now from sea to shining, shining sea. We, they are now spanning from literally, uh, well, not New York, but uh, uh, Piscataway. Piscataway to Los Angeles, everyone's favorite route. Ooh. And uh, Josh, uh, take it away, man. All right. Well, I'm going to fly through these. Um, decision of not actually getting his final standings, but uh, from worst to first in the East, I got Indiana. Um, I think they're going to be better talent than last year, but their schedule is totally grueling. Then I got Rutgers, who uh, I think some people think there's buzz there because they made a bowl game last year, but they actually went five and eight. And um, their offense was awful last year. Uh, Then I have Penn State, which is a little bit lower than most people. But we are in two years of decline now. And who are they turning to to replace their best assistant coach and coming in to run their defense? Manny Diaz. Does he solve any problems or does he create problems? I don't know. What say you guys? Let's pause for a little Manny Diaz debate. Uh, Manny Diaz solves. There's not much debate. He's, he's, he's just not very good. Yeah, I was going to say Manny Diaz becomes the answer of which coordinator hire led to James Franklin's eventual firing at Penn State. <laughs> um, all right. Well, then let's talk about uh, a team with a lot of buzz. I'm curious your opinions on. I've got them finishing third in the division. It is Mike Loxley's Maryland team. Uh, nope. Tons of buzz. They they made a bowl game and won a bowl game last year. I'm joining the parade. They have a fantastic offense. Uh, their new defensive coordinator, Brian Williams, inherits seven starters. And their schedule has some decent crossover games that I think they could take advantage of. Okay, um, let me let me go ahead and take this one, Coach. Um, because yeah, take it. 
Josh, I you know, I, I like Talia Tagovailoa as much as the next guy. Mm-hmm. Josh, Josh, mm-hmm. what what, um, what happened the last time we saw Mike Lax as the head coach of a team? Hey, they won a bowl game last year. They had good job. They they they, 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 they did they, they did win a bowl game last year. That is correct. Have you seen their schedule though? Oh, their schedule is. I mean, their out of conference schedule is. They're, they should go three and zero. Yeah. out of conference. I just um, their I, crossover. Their crossover is hosting Purdue, which Purdue's a nice team. We'll talk about Purdue here in a moment, but it, that is a whole lot better than some of the teams you could cross over. They get Northwestern, who I have as the worst team in the league. Yes, they are the worst as a team crossover. In the and they host Rutgers. They, so their defense, though, is so bad. Their defense is so, so, so bad. The only unit <laughs> they have that is even maybe, maybe league average, like maybe like 40th percentile is their corners. Besides, like their defense was decimated by transfers and graduation. They're going to give up win, 40 a game. Win. They're going to give up 40 a game. So then they better score 42. Okay. okay. Like I just, <laughs> Which don't, they might be able to, that's true. They might be able to, but I don't, I don't see that happening consistently enough for them to finish fourth. I am uh, perpetually Fair drinking enough. the Rutgers Kool-Aid is literally in my blood. <laughs> um, my, one of my favorite transfers in the entire conference, JD Dorenzo, the offensive lineman from sacred heart, two time, all American headed to Rutgers. He is going to be an absolute menace. One of my favorite guys that I've gotten a chance to like, uh, get up on, uh, uh, on, in the off season. That's what she said. There we go. All right. right, I'm I'm, I'm in good shape here. Rounding out the division, uh, I took the cowardly way out and have Michigan and Michigan State ending in a tie, essentially, in the standings, one game behind Ohio State. Um, Both of them are phenomenal. I think there's a real possibility either one of of them goes 11-1 with their one loss being the Ohio State. Real simple. They are the most talented offense. In the league, uh, quite possibly the most talented offense in the entire country. And their defense was, quote, down last year, but was actually statistically still pretty good. Um, I I think you'd have to be insane to not pick Ohio State. Yeah, I don't know how you don't pick Ohio State either. They have um, maybe I'd I'd say like just like pure talent. I mean, strip away position. Jackson Smith and Jigba is probably the second best football player in America after Will Anderson uh, at, 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 at wide receiver at Ohio State. C.J. Stroud would be my pick to win the Heisman, even though Bryce mm-hmm. Young returns. C.J. Stroud's probably the guy who's going to win the Heisman. I, I just don't. They're they're so talented. They're so good. The schedule. It, it doesn't matter who they play when they play. They, they're playing Notre Dame this year. That doesn't matter. They're going to like absolutely beat the piss out of them. So. All right, so Big Ten West, let's fly through this because um, we're tight on time. We got Northwestern. Uh, they're, I, I got them going winless in the league. They're, they're terrible schedule and rebuilding. Nebraska, I know there's a lot of hype about Casey Thompson and Mark Whipple, the new quarterback, the new OC. Uh, brand new faces all over the rest of the field and a whole bunch of new coaches. I stick a fork in Scott Frost. I, I, I don't have this team doing much. Illinois, I have making a bowl game. I think Tommy DeVito is the difference between five and seven last year and six and six this year as he escapes Dino Babers. Purdue, uh, I've got as the first of the real contenders for this division. Uh, Their offense is fantastic, but they have co-defensive coordinators. That's red flag number one. (laughs) They, They have Ron English calling the plays. He's the fourth different play caller in four years. That's red flag number two. They're switching schemes to the 4-2-5. I don't know if they've been recruiting to run a 4-2-5, so that's red flag number three. That is three. But Purdue's got a lot of hype. Where are you guys on the Purdue train? I am. Uh, Aiden O'Connell is clearly the second best quarterback in the conference, and there is a big step down between him and who's ever below him. 
I think I think he's Coach. far and away the second most talented quarterback in the conference. Yeah, I I think, but that's only going to take you so far. I think I think switching defensive schemes and them not being able to stop anybody. I, I just think well, and they're losing, going to have a hard time trying to win shootouts and losing Karloftis, who was their defense. Like yeah. Karloff, like they could build like he was one of those like rare like defensive lineman edge types that you can literally build a defense around a la J.J. Watt and the Texans in 2015. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm, all right. I'm with you there. So, uh, all right, so finishing third, my Hawkeyes, they are basically the same team that they were last year. The difference is their schedule's way tougher. Their crossovers include Michigan and Ohio State. And Brian Ferentz we don't trust. Yeah. Uh, second place, uh, I got Wisconsin. I've got them as an A-plus defense with an amazing running back. Uh, terrible quarterback, no receivers, and uh, well, and honestly, no worries. Tough, yeah, well, <laughs> they, they, don't no, they got a tough. Anyway. They got a tough path ahead. They have road trips to Ohio State, Michigan State, and Iowa, and that leaves. I'm crazy. You I are. got the Golden Gophers. You're freaking nuts. You are absolutely. <laughs> positively Get. without a doubt like josh like i am very concerned about your mental health like do i do we need to call in a specialist like maybe I, i'm reverse jinxing minnesota matt maybe i'm playing four-dimensional chess okay no, what you don't see matt what you don't see uh from josh's obviously really tight uh frame here <laughs> is that he's actually sitting in a rowboat right now <laughs> it was autographed by PJ Fleck. He is rowing the boat right now. All right, can, can I can he, I explain he my message? So my much madness? stock into Tanner Morgan. He he's bought every share. <laughs> sure. We can't right. buy I, any. Hey, you know what? I got a it's minute because I got I, a minute left. Let me defend, let me explain the method of my do, madness. Do, do you defend yourself, Josh? They brought back offensive coordinator Kirk Sharaka. Uh, he took a one year sabbatical. I'd rather have a Volkswagen Sharaka. <laughs> Uh, he was great uh, two years ago. Um, I think that'll fix a lot of the offensive issues that we saw last year. Um, I think they've got a more reliable offense than Iowa and quite possibly Wisconsin. Um, what I also like, too, is the Minnesota schedule is much easier than Wisconsin or Iowa. That's what Iowa took advantage of last year. It's Minnesota's turn to have the much easier path um all right accolades i think we all have uh the ohio state as our champ yep mm -hmm. uh my offensive player our of the year if i've got if i've got maryland being as good as i think they're gonna be i got tags being offensive player of the year i've got I, i've got J jackson smith and jigba breaking every single receiving record that has ever existed in college football and um we got a all right. defensive player of the year, clean, clean the sweep. Yeah. Uh, for I got a shroud. He's going to win the Heisman. He's definitely going to be offensive <laughs> player of the year. Uh, defensive player of the year, clean sweep for Nick Herbig. Yep. Uh, I've yep. got I've got PJ Fleck winning coach of the year because I kind of need him to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually, I'm, uh, Josh, I'm actually all aboard Rutgers, of course. So I've got Shiano as my coach of the year. Yeah, I I took the I took the uh, cop out and said Ryan Day is going to be coach of the year because he's going to be Big Ten champ. That's what the SEC does. The Big Ten likes to give it to the overachiever coach. Uh, rookie yes. of the year, I have Casey Tommy Thompson. I, I think he's going. I think Casey Thompson's going to put up big numbers at, at, Nebraska. at Nebraska. That's not going to translate to wins, <laughs> but he's going to put up big numbers. Um, Penn State's going to be behind in a lot of games. They're going to be throwing a lot. That means Mitchell Tinsley, the Western Kentucky transfer, who was ridiculous last year with as the number two receiver in Western Kentucky system, had awesome numbers. He's going to be even better at Penn State. He is going to put up awesome, like first team all conference numbers. And I'm I'm calling it only because they're going to get the news out faster. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna be first to report it. Not necessarily that uh, nobody else is gonna fire anybody, but I think Indiana is gonna cut cut loose Tom Allen. I think that that experiment ends if they finish dead last behind Rutgers. 
he's taken them to too many bowl games. They give him yep. several more years. It's going to be Scott Frost. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's absolutely going to be Scott Frost. So um, we are going to then head now into uh, the SEC, which means it's time to head over to our SEC insider, the host of the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast, the coach, the legend, Corey Burton. What up, guys? Okay, so the SEC, I'm going to start with the East. I'll, I'll be real quick so we can have some discussions here. Um, I'll even give my – well, well, we'll wait till the end to give superlatives. But uh, my SEC East shakes out like this. My dogs are going to win it for one more year. I think they have at least one more year of a chokehold on the East before Tennessee becomes uh, powerful enough to uh, give, them, give them hell. I think Tennessee is going to be a close second. They're going to lose that game in Athens to Georgia for the Eastern Division title in late November. Uh, Kentucky's going to finish third. Florida is going to finish fourth. They just don't have enough firepower right now. I think uh, Mullen didn't do a good enough job recruiting and, and filling the cupboard. Although AR fifteen is pretty damn good. Well, he you know what he uh, doesn't he doesn't want to be called that anymore. Well, Remember? Anthony Richardson, yeah, Anthony Richardson, number fifteen, Anthony Richardson on the Florida Gators. Yes, so. Um, but he, he does have a he does have a rifle attached to his arm as you see in the Manning Passing Academy. Uh, he threw it like 150 yards, not really, but he threw it a long way. Uh, South Carolina finishing fifth. I think they're gonna they're gonna be held, but they're just not there yet. Uh, Missouri is gonna be abysmal, and I think Vandy uh, much of the same. And that that game between Mizzou and Vandy might be like might be played like a bowl game to see who doesn't finish last all right over in the west i like bama finishing first uh i'm probably unlike others i'm gonna pick old miss to finish second in this division uh i think texas a&m just perennially overachieves uh, i think they have too much talent but they're like the jim don and georgia bulldogs they have nfl talent all over the place but they just somehow finish eight and four nine and three every year so i think much is going to be the same for the Aggies. They finish third. Arkansas finishes fourth, almost third. I think they lose a close one to, to Texas A&M. Um, LSU comes in next, followed by Auburn and Mississippi State. That is my SEC. Um, I think the dogs get the best of Alabama this year in the title game. Call me a homer. I don't Homer. Care. Homer. But that's okay. So, that no, that that that's okay, Coach. Um, I think for me, at least, what's what well, what's the most interesting to me is who's number two in the East, right? Yeah, I, which is which is Tennessee. I think. I it's, think it's Tennessee. It's, well, I think there's a really strong argument to be made for Kentucky. And there is. I I think the argument for Kentucky is that they are while they do not have the ceiling that Tennessee does in terms of, you know, the offensive upside, maybe. They're I think change, I think changing coordinators, but their floor is so much high. The, the their their baseline is so much higher and consistent on a week to week basis. And Matt, you know what sticks in my mind with that tennis with the Tennessee Kentucky debate, and I just can't get it out of my mind. And when I was making this pick, I was like, I just can't stop thinking about this. Tennessee had 13 minutes of time of possession compared to 41 minutes, and they and they won like. 42 to 14 uh -huh. last year against Kentucky. Like that sticks in my mind. Yeah. And, and most of those guys are coming back. Yeah. Uh, Cedric Tillman's going to be a beast um, for, for Tennessee. Hendon Hooker, probably the most talented, probably arguably the most talented quarterback in the, in the conference, not named Bryce Young. Um, so I, I just think, you know, Josh Heupel has, has proven that he's, that he can, that he can have a explosive offense and start, a little defense as well, so that's why I gave him the nod. Josh, you're, I, high, Josh, you're higher on South Carolina than both Coach and I are. Um, I, yeah, can I, I, can I, I ask why? Why? Because yeah. they had the best hype video of the offseason. I wanted to reward their commendable efforts of uh, doing the parody of the full house theme. It was honestly, it was uh, <laughs> it was pretty incredible. Coach, have you seen yeah. it? I have seen it. I think I sent it to you. <laughs> I think I sent it to you. No, I, I, I sent it to you guys. You sent, sent it to us? It to you guys. Yeah, absolutely. I did. Um, yeah, I sent it to you guys. <laughs> I just I just think uh I just I just think Florida has like slightly more depth than South Carolina in that regard. Yeah, for me, I, I'm I'm 
for me, I you know, I was joking about the video, but it actually is a little bit... I just think they've really bought in to the message Shane Beamer's setting out there. I think they are playing hard for him. Um, and they ended up winning a bowl game. And they clearly cared about being there. They they drubbed North Carolina in the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. So mm-hmm. I'm just kind of looking at it in terms of they're better um, as a team than, than the sum of their parts. It's just kind of mm-hmm. that intangible quality I like about the game in Rattler, I do not trust. Yeah, that's my problem. Is that I don't I don't trust Rattler. That is true. And that and that is true. The defense he played is, along well enough to be in the video. The defense is <laughs> okay, but the offensive oh, line. Oh, no one plays defense in the SEC. But the offensive know. line, Josh, is so bad. It is so awful. Like they're not. They can't block. Like. I think Vanderbilt might have a better offensive line than than no, South Carolina. <laughs> Vanderbilt that might be a little hi- better. Okay, yeah, that, that might be a little that, hyperbolic. That, okay, that 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 might be a little bit uh, wishful thinking on my part as a Vanderbilt season. The only thing that Vanderbilt has that's better than South Carolina is their GPA. Um. Well, also the uh, ticket prices. I was able to. Uh, my wife and I got. Uh, we, we, we spent a little bit extra money this year to get the cushion and seat back in our season tickets. So, because we know they're not going to score like ever. So we're not going to be standing for touchdowns. So we figure if we're going to be sitting on the bleachers for just, you know, three and a half hours every Saturday, we might as well have a little bit more cushion. You ain't staying past halftime. Shut up. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm not getting there until halftime because I'm stumbling in after uh, being in Vandyville for six the, hours. The, the, those are facts. So um, I've noticed that you, I'm – I i don't know if I'm just on crack or whatever, but uh, I'm higher on Ole Miss than you, than you two. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed Josh was uh, way higher on Arkansas. I can see that. I love I see that KJ too. Jefferson. I, I see and that their too. defense is freaking mm-hmm. disgusting. My um, issue with Arkansas coach, though, I'm like – Traylon Burks yeah. was so special for them. Mm-hmm. Dude, I don't trust Jaden Hazelwood. Do you like how many times? No, how many times does no. he have to not live up to who he's supposedly been? For like, yeah, I know, I mean, f- <laughs> fool me one shame on you. Fool me. This is like time four. Like, I'm not. I'm not getting fooled. I, I'm gonna pull a George Bush up. Fool me one shame on you. Fool me twice. Don't get fooled again. And I, uh, I, I just, I don't. I'm, I'm worried about the offense without Traylon Burks, who was a one man wrecking crew for them. Mm-hmm. He opened up that entire running game by being able to be deep threat and 50, 50 balls turned into 80, 20 balls. Exactly. And, and I just, I think that, you know, the reason I have him fourth, uh, which it's such a, it's such a, like you could flip a coin from like two to five. Tec- um, yeah. But- I, I completely agree in the West that it is like, for me, I, I, uh, a, a group I'm in, we go through and we pick every single game in the SEC for the entire season. And, you know, it, it's freaking tough out there, man. But, mm-hmm. yeah, you could tell me that anyone, Texas A&M, Arkansas, Ole Miss, or Mississippi State was to finish second behind Alabama, and I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I wouldn't that, be surprised about Auburn either. I mean, Auburn's pretty bad, but... Uh, well, Auburn, though, like I, I did a dive on their defense last week, man. Their Auburn, defense is disgusting. Their defense is good. Like their defense has so many good pieces, mm-hmm. uh, including my man Donovan Kaufman. Like I, I'm just not sure that their offensive line can hold up and protect whoever it is is going to be starting for them at quarterback. I just, I, I have a hard time taking. Even though he beat Alabama, I have a hard time taking Zach Calzada seriously. No, but the reason I have Ole Miss number two is because they got they freaking cleaned up in the transfer portal and one of the and two of those guys one of those guys was Michael Trigg at tight mm-hmm. end yeah who he gives me a, a, a very faint uh Spencer Spencer uh no Kyle Pitts mm. vibes um and then Jackson Dart is just yeah. He's just running away with that job, and he's just I super mean, what, talented. Was it ever even a competition, though, Coach? Like, come on now. Like, well, no. I mean, Luke Alt- Luke Altmaier gave him a run. Okay. Um, okay. Have like did like 
anyone who watched Jackson Dart last year knows that he's the freaking truth, dude. Like Jackson Dart can freaking play. I There's some intangibles that Luke Altmaier brought to the table that gave him a chance. Okay. I don't think anybody ever thought that he was going to start over Jackson Dart, but he made that race a lot more interesting than people thought. Ja- I, I like I I'm hitching my wagon to Jackson Dart. Like out of that entire class, even over Caleb Williams, I would actually rather hitch my wagon to Jackson Dart. Um, yeah, I think Jackson I, Dart I'm, is I'm that is that good, and you know what I uh, I actually really like I like Mississippi State a lot. Like I think there's a lot to like about Mississippi State this year too. Like there is uh, once again, right? SC SC West is loaded. We haven't talked about the team that I have finishing second, Texas A and M. I just they, they just have so much freaking talent. Like I don't even if they're not well coached, and like, they underachieve. And it doesn't. They're going to slip up. Like you can't, you can't, you can't slip up and underachieve in this division. That's true. You're going to, you're going to take two big that's L's, true. and it's going to be because everyone's going to take an L to Bama. I'm worried about, I'm worried about Ole Miss's defense. Um, but when it comes to awards, I like, I mean, okay, a couple things. A, like Will Anderson. They've got on. some dudes. Uh, Will Anderson is cl- uh, far and away the defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. I've got Anthony Richardson as the offensive player of the year. I think he's going to put up stupid numbers, but I don't think Florida is still going to have any defense, so he's going to be mm-hmm. able to put up like. 4,500 yards passing, 1,500, like just absolutely ridiculous numbers like Will Levis on steroids because that's basically what he looks like. I think it's hard to pick against Bryce Young. I think he's going to put up some – I think he's going to put up some stupid numbers. Um, Coach of the year, I like Lane Kiffin as my coach of the year. He's going to finish second in the West. I've got Pittman. He's going to go to a New Year's Six Bowl for the second year in a row. Uh, you got the you got the pit boss. I love that. I love that pick. You have Jameer Gibbs as your Ooh, rookie picks. of the year. Yep. I have Jackson Dart as yeah, my. I mean, either way, uh, like. Yeah, I I think it's six one and a half to the other than. Yeah, but I think Dart's gonna make a huge huge impact. Mm-hmm. And then my first fire is uh, Eli Drinkwitz. If you want to go just about best pure player in their first year, though, I think it was Sirens Torrance, the guard at Florida who transferred over from Louisiana with. Um, with Napier is actually yeah. the best player who is a first year player in the SEC. He's an All American. Giving that Lyman a shout out, I love it. Yes, <sighs> I mean Lyman, Lyman for <laughs> life, baby. Um, okay, yeah. guys, let's then head over to the Pac-12, and in the Pac-12, obviously the entire news the, over the off season was everything that has transpired with. First, USC themselves uh, hiring Lane Kiffin and bringing the Oklahoma roster with him, and then mm-hmm. it's two. Yeah, yeah, they uh, fired. Uh, they fired Lincoln Riley again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did I say Lane Kiffin? <laughs> I guess they, they hired Lane. I was like, what year did we just go to? 2007. You know what? No, no, no. I, think, I think that was 2010. I don't know what year. Did you just you leave get? Tennessee. I don't know. Maybe. Um, no, yes. So who's, who's your first fired in the SEC, by the way? Oh, Harson. Okay. Harson. Yeah, I could see that. So anyway, he's fired though. I think he uh, Lincoln Riley is now the coach at USC. Uh, he brought along Caleb Williams, Mario Williams, and some other Oklahoma kids, and a bunch of kids who were committed to play to Oklahoma are now committed to play USC. But no, he never tampered with anyone or anything like that. No, he would never do such a thing. Uh, USC UCLA no tampering rules anymore. USC UCLA are heading to the Big Ten soon. That's going to be weird. I don't know how I feel about a regular game season in the Rose Bowl as a both Wisconsin and UCLA fan. And uh, who knows what's going to happen to the rest of the crumbling Pack Twelve. However, in the meantime, there's still a conference with twelve teams, and some of those teams are really, really freaking good. Who does that include? That includes Utah. Yes. Love U- Utah. Utah is Utah. absolutely freaking stacked again. I know. This year. I know. I know Ohio State is uh they got every bit of Utah and they were they were glad that game was over. Absolutely. Yeah. And the other thing about Utah is I mean, you know they're gonna have a defense. Best helmets uh, in the conference, too. The W's. Yeah. And yeah, yeah I mean, the retro. I, I even like the U with the circle and the feather. All of them, the, the, all of them are the good. Original. All of them are mm-hmm. good. Um, the big question, though, is who is the second best team in the Pac 12 South? 
and all three of us have UCLA. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to think that's on merit. Uh, f- for me, that is definitely tinged with homerism, but that's okay because uh, I can. I think that. Zach Charbonnet has has a big uh, has a big to do with that, and and I think I think Dorian uh, Thompson Robinson has a Dorian big Thompson too. Robinson as well. I mean, Zach Charbonnet is preseason first team All Conference. Um, Dorian Thompson Robinson, the second team All Conference. Uh, so, you know, I usually get. And you got Jake Bobo, also second team All Conference wide receiver. You got a bunch of defensive guys. Bo Calvert, um, that's preseason All Conference uh, to, to name to name to name one at least. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I just think that they're a team kind of they're just on the rise. They're, they're just they're just playing really good football in year three, and uh, kind of like what. Old Miss is in the SEC and kind of like what Florida State is now under Mike Norvell. They're just kind of slowly on the rise. Josh, how long does it take for you? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, well, I was just going to say, building off of, you know, Coach started to, t- started to talk about Chip Kelly there. And uh, I'll be honest, towards the end of uh, his NFL experience and, and even like his, a little bit at Oregon, I, I just caught every now and then some very disinterested looks from him. And at the beginning of his UCLA tenure, I also thought he kind of looked still disinterested. He's like, does he really enjoy this coaching gig? But I saw a lot of fire from him last year. He then signed that contract and stuff. So I think that I think he's got his fire back. I think he's got his competitive juices flowing again. And he's got it's hard not to walk into that facility and not be fired up, man. Yeah. So uh, and I mean, I don't know if I'm the only one beating the drum, but I certainly have probably said it the most on this show. And that's just Lincoln Riley's teams have gotten worse each year and his teams have always been soft. And I just he's not a coach that I really loved before he uh, did Oklahoma dirty. And I certainly don't like him now. So maybe I'm doing some similar homerism as you, Matt. He is the first coach to leave Oklahoma for another college job since like 1946, I want to say, 1942, something like that. That's that's impressive. Yeah. And soft isn't going to cut it when you got to play Utah and even UCLA. And even and even honestly, if you're playing at Colorado, Carl Durrell has those boys fired up. They are at a talent massive disadvantage so is arizona both of those teams are just like let's be let's be frank they're going to be non-factors but you know oh are you telling me that leaving your conference when you had all these great rivalry games like colorado and nebraska (laughs) wasn't smart well i mean well (laughs) once nebraska left the big 10 i mean I mean, sorry, left the Big 12 for the Big 10. But I think yeah. that the, the North is where things are going to get interesting because Oregon still has the most talent on paper. All of us are super high on Washington State. Uh, Josh, why? I know why I like Washington State, but tell me why you like Washington State. Oh, boy. I mean, where to begin? I mean, uh, let's see. We we spent all of uh, last season telling them to hire their interim coach that everyone loves him, uh, and they did. Uh, they played their absolute hearts out for him every single week. Uh, so starting right there with your coach in place, you have to like that. Um from there, just, you know, what kind of talent does Dickert have? Well, um, a lot of it. <laughs> I mean, uh, you got Cameron Ward. Oh, my God. He's um, so good. He's so he's he, he's kind of mm-hmm. good. But not he's only do they have good. Cameron Ward, they got his offensive coordinator from Houston Baptist where they yeah. were setting records where he won the freaking FCS Heisman in the spring season of 2021. Um, they they have incredible receiver room uh, to go with. Uh, so they're passing. It's crazy. You think like, oh, how are you going to improve on the Pirates passing attack? I think they will. Yeah, I think um, they absolutely will. And then th- their defense, their defense really improved under Dickert. And that's kind of one of the reasons I was 
banging the the hire this guy button as hard as I could. Um, I think they're going to have a pretty good defense again. So a lot to love about this Wazoo team. Well, another defense that's going to be good, though, is Oregon coach. And they've got yeah. Dan Lanning as their coordinator. And all of us have Noah Sewell as and their coach. head coach. <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry. Yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> um, well, and all of us have Noah, Noah Sewell, their outstanding yeah. linebacker, as the defensive mm-hmm. player of the year. Coach, yeah. why? What, what makes Oregon better than the rest of the competition here in the South, especially on the defensive side of the ball? Well, I mean, I, I think y- you look at scheme for one. I mean, you know, I, I think there's somebody that can take advantage of all the talent that they have. It's going to be Dan Lanning. Um, it doesn't hurt that they were that they return a, seven starters on on the defensive side of the ball. They return their entire defensive line, um, minus DJ Johnson, who's the, who's the only uh, newcomer at defensive end. They return Noah Sewell. Uh, they're they're going to get mostly new secondary guys, um, guys that didn't start, but probably guys that played. Uh, Jamal Hills, the, the the lone starter returning in the defensive backfield. Um, I mean, they just again they they they're gonna they're gonna play hard. They're gonna this new scheme is going to take advantage of what Noah, Noah Sewell what Noah Sewell does very 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 well. Um, he's gonna you know Dan Landing is gonna make damn sure that Noah Sewell is his his version of Nicobe Dean. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think that's sort of what everyone is anticipating. And, you know, Sewell, former five-star high school recruit, you know, as athletic as a linebacker as you're going to find, but you know, he's not the oh, only yeah, really totally. athletic linebacker in that conference. I mean, we talked about Utah, Muhammad Diabude, uh, who transferred yeah. from Florida. He's going to be a really, really good one as well. Looking a little bit further down though, in the North, um, Stanford was really, under underwhelming the last couple of seasons. I actually see them. Yeah, they're, they're trending down. Yeah, but I actually think that their offensive line again. I'm I'm the I'm offensive line guy. You know that, but I think their offensive line is nasty. Like I think that their offensive line. You do tackle eligible every play and throw it to your offensive lineman. They might as well. They, they, might, they might as well. No, I think I not, I realize that bad idea. Um, Washington though, I think Washington is, is the team to watch out for. Um, Washington and, and Josh likes Oregon State. So, Josh, I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not against Josh yeah. on that either. I like, I like Oregon State too. Josh okay. Chance Nolan is somebody that um, has a chance to do something. What this I like about Oregon year, State is the last year of Research Stadium too, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, what I like about Oregon State is. Uh, they're getting their audition for the Big Ten in early this year. They're they are gonna pound <laughs> the rock. They have uh, they've got a, they lost their starting running back from last year, but the three guys that they have coming in, they're they're gonna be a three headed monster. And they're running behind a pretty good offensive line, so they're gonna be a pretty physical outfit. I'm I'm curious, Matt, why you like Washington? I got the the Jimmy Lake stank holding over them for at least another year. It's hard to clean that out. I got that Kalen DeBoer perfume and a <laughs> enough talent on the defensive side of the ball to mask the odors there's, that will still be coming from the there offense. There is some sort of pile of pile of doo-doo somewhere in that <laughs> facility for that they're going to it's going to take them a year to find. It's like the uh, the office when Todd Packard crapped in uh, Michael's <laughs> office. Jimmy Lake just left a huge festery turd in the middle of perennial, <laughs> Perennial darling uh, Justin Wilcox's cow squad. Um, guys, it's time to be worried for our friend Mr. Wilcox because well, things maybe don't... this is a blessing in disguise. Maybe he can go get another job somewhere eventually because that's just that was just an odd fit altogether. I mean, but Offensive coordinator Bill Musgrave just hasn't. They return what three starters on offense. This is going to be brutal. And five on defense. It's gonna be really bad. And I'm I'm very concerned about Cal. I still don't have him as the first fire, though. I still don't have uh, Wilcox as the first fire. That would be Herm Edwards because that program is just a scandal every other week happening. Herm Edwards might get fired tomorrow. Like that that's that that <laughs> That program is. I didn't. I didn't know you could. Uh, you for the 
purposes of tracking this. I didn't know you could select the coach that's on double secret probation. <laughs> um. Anyway, they're still, uh, paying, they're still paying them, I guess. So it counts. Anyway, we've all got Utah we as as the uh, league champ. Um, I've got uh, mm-hmm. offensive player of the year. Josh and I both have Dorian Thompson. Robinson coach has Utah's quarterback Tavian Thomas, who we didn't even talk about, who is outstanding. running back. Sorry, running, running back, back Tavian Thomas, yeah. who is outstanding in his own right. Uh, defensive player of the year, clean sleep for Noah Sewell. Uh, coach of the year. Um, I've got Jake Dicker because I've got Wazoo being really, really good. And I think that in his first year as a full-time head coach, they're going to honor that. Josh is high in Oregon State and Jonathan Smith. Well, coach likes Kyle Whittingham, who never gets enough respect. So, you know, why not? It's like the Rodney, Rodney Actually, Dangerfield my, of, of head coaches. Yeah. Is yeah. Kyle Whittingham the Rodney Dangerfield of head coaches? <laughs> uh, Guillermo put it on the poll. Yes. Um, <laughs> No, the the actual coach of the year is going to be Herm Edwards. He's going to get fired so fast that that uh, that Arizona State goes on a run, they and they go to a bowl game. So he actually improves the program by getting fired. Well, that would be helpful. Okay, um, <laughs> let's clean it. Uh, let's finish the show off over in the Big Twelve. Josh, take it away for us. All right. Well, you kind of have a very clear demarcation in this this conference so we'll, we'll start with the teams that really have no chance whatsoever at winning kansas as always uh dead last but they're they're still improving lance leopold is improving uh every day every as week I, they're getting a little bit better feed, they're yeah, definitely improving. i, I think next year they will not end in the basement i, I think they're growing um tcu brand new coach texas tech brand new coach west virginia will have a brand new coach next year because i've got neil brown as the first fired um and then that that's the you know that's the demarcation those teams they're not going anywhere um i honestly have nothing that i really like about either of these teams do you guys want to share anything about these teams west virginia will be friskier (laughs) than you think Okay, yeah. so they'll go five and seven instead of four and eight. All right, correct. Because TCU, Texas Tech, and Kansas are worse. Texas Tech will be an above five hundred team in twenty twenty four. Mike Leach ain't walking through that door. Michael Crabtree ain't walking through that door. No, um, I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a McGuire guy. Call me a hater. I'm, an, a, I'm, hater. A, I'm a McGuire guy. What can I say? I, right. I mean, for his sake, I hope he's good. But Texas Tech has got a long way to go. They do. Regardless of who the head coach is. Yeah. Um, all right. So smack dab right there in the middle. I got UT Austin. They're not back. Um, tons of hype, as you would expect. Um, tons of talk about their big signing at quarterback. Uh, a Manning. Well, he's but, not even playing this year, so it doesn't even matter. I know. I know. It's it's a little premature hype, I think, for what Texas has. There's so many holes for this team. They went 5-7 and seven last year. They looked like Sark's old Washington teams and USC teams, and by that I mean really sloppy and not prepared for most games. Anyone want to disagree? No. Nope. All right. Then. I, I, I had a hangover joke in there, but I decided it was distasteful. So I'd also <laughs> just want to say, yeah, and it's not going well. Like Isaiah Nair, who was supposed to be one of the, like their big transfer portal pickup at wide receiver, he got injured, or and, and he's now gone. I it looks like, and so I mean, it's just injuries are not going their way in fall camp. I am super down on Texas personally. I have been finishing fifth in the conference. And you could even talk me into sixth with Iowa State because I think Iowa State at least has a defense. Iowa State's pretty good, yeah. even, even though they lost Iceem Young to to Ole Miss. Yeah, but I mean, they they still like yeah, I still I, I, Will McDonald's might be the best pass rusher in the conference. Yeah, yeah. So that's the that's the problem I, for me with Iowa State is I love their defense. Um, Brock Purdy <laughs> gone, but uh, 
hey, with some of the mistakes he was making the, towards the end of the season, maybe that's addition by subtraction. But I, I think Pete Campbell's team will be nice uh, bowl team, but I don't have them contending. Oklahoma State's defense was phenomenal last year, but it's going to have a whole lot of new people. So I do not have a return trip to the title game with them. Um, so this this is where the clear demarcation happens. Baylor, Oklahoma, Kansas State, uh, throw all those names into a hat, pick one out. One of one of them is winning the championship. Um, and, you know, these teams are, they're just a complete package, whereas all the other teams in this conference have really noticeable flaws. Uh, starting with Kansas State, Deuce Vaughn, we all love him. Uh, I've got him as player of the year. I think you did too, Matt. Did you coach? That is correct. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Oklahoma, uh, you look at the names they still have. It's still a who's who of some really talented players. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, a great quarterback to get. Yeah, I'm. From that I, I'm just. I'm curious about Dylan Gabriel. I've got him as my rookie of the year in the Big Twelve. Same. But I do too. He. It, it's really interesting, right? I mean, it's been a minute since he had his injury. Um, but you know, I I don't know what's he going to look like moving from UCF over to the big 12 and i'm 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 very very interested by, league by <laughs> Matt, they don't they don't play defense with the big 12 so he'll be fine <laughs> well i'm also curious though about just in in, in, in oklahoma in general right new coach brent venables and not they've just, had some they've had some uh they've had some quite the uh controversy over there at oklahoma uh last this last week yeah with uh, um, kale gundy i don't know if you guys saw that but yeah kale gundy and he uh he, he's apparently not afraid to use a certain racial epithet um even if he's reading it off of the screen of one of his players it was he was a little too excited to read it he was a little too excited to read it and like when your ally like it's all like always be careful who your allies are when your ally is Joe Mixon when it comes to something like this. Like, I'm not sure if that's the guy you want in your corner. Um, someone I do though want in my corner is Dave Aranda. I think everyone would want Dave Aranda in their corner. Mm-hmm. They everyone want Dave Aranda as their strategist, especially when it comes to defense. And I think just like kind of in general. Um and he's kind of he is definitely the Rodney Dangerfield of of head coaches, uh, in in the Big Twelve. Man, like that dude gets like no credit whatsoever. I mean, that dude just worked Ole Miss in the uh, in the Sugar Bowl. Got two safeties drafted that no one's ever heard of before. He had two running backs yeah. drafted that no one had heard of the year before too. Like, and yeah. I think that I also think that they have the best me i have baylor and kansas state as my top two teams at the conference and that's for a couple reasons i think they both have excellent defenses and excellent offensive lines and yes i know it's the big 12 where they throw it all around that's actually not quite we're not quite at that extreme anymore Uh, outside of you know i don't even know what texas tech is going to be doing i think the sec was like you know what We're, we're going to play less defense and the Big 12 is like, yeah, we need more defense. So I'm I'm high in Baylor and Kinsey. I think that those are the two best defenses. Those are the two best offensive lines. Uh, I have Baylor finishing with a better regular season record. Kansas State winning the title game yeah. on the back of Deuce Vaughn and then Chris Kleiman winning coach of the year. Um, and I think that it's a wild year in the big 12. And if Oklahoma state won, it wouldn't surprise me either because their defensive line is freaking nasty. I like, I like yeah. Baylor to, I like Baylor to win it. Okay. I, I got I Baylor as well. Dave Aranda coach of the year. Um, even though Same. I think, I don't know. I, and, and I could anywhere from third to last, I could probably reshuffle and it, it could fall any any sort of way. Um, I just have a hard time. You know, I, I think if Deuce Vaughn can stay healthy, he could be the offensive player of the year. But I think my contingency plan, if Deuce Vaughn inevitably gets injured, um, is going to be Spencer Sanders. <laughs> I don't think it's inevitable that he gets that he gets injured. That's, how many ga- how many games has he played? Most four hundred. Oh, sorry, know. I thought you were talking about Xbox. 
yeah. I, 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 I swear to you, Deuce Vaughn was out like every other week. Deuce Vaughn played every single one of Kansas State's games in 2020 and every single one of Kansas State's games in 2021. I'm thinking of somebody else then. But how many did he finish? You're probably thinking about Kansas State's old quarterback. That yeah, that's it. Who uh, everyone kept put old. everyone kept buying stock and he just kept missing games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what, what that's name? what it is. Okay. That th- there Skyler, you go. Skyler Thompson. There you go. Yep. Now now we're now we're yeah. cooking with gasoline here. Yeah. But so Matt, you, you like Kansas State. You're you're all aboard the Adrian Martinez experience. I mean, at least he'll be there. Unlike uh, Skyler Thompson. I'm calling you the minute he throws his first interception. Which so so you're calling me at 11.06 Central uh, on opening weekend is what you're saying. Yep. <laughs> All righty <Yeah>. then. <laughs> that sounds about right. Okay, but... Uh, you should be like, uh, hey, Matt, did you, uh, did you see this interception? Hmm? Hmm? Did you see Did you see it? <laughs> So uh, his voice is going to get notably higher. You guys both have Neil Brown as the first fired. I've got I've got Sark. I've got I've got Texas not going bowling again and them cutting the cord on Sark. I think they give him the next recruiting class. His, his recruiting's been so good. He, he's got Arch Manning on on the on okay. the on the yeah, hook. You're, so you're you're probably right. Maybe that maybe that's maybe that's wishful thinking. Him. But the oil tycoons are like, man, we got we got us a Manning. Fire up that brisket. Fire up the brisket, all right. Well, um, boys, we will fire up the brisket when we are back next time around. Uh, we'll be previewing Group of Five, Independence, and uh, a little Week Zero action next week. It's great to be back, guys. This is uh, always a pleasure. So uh, that's Bedlam, folks. Yeah, it's uh, and that's going to do it for us here today on the Illegal Motion College Football Podcast. So. On behalf of our own offensive coordinator, the coach, Corey Burton, in Nashville, Tennessee, and our intrepid blogger from Big Ten and County, Josh Cook, up there in Chicago, Illinois, this is the Professor Emeritus in the Music City saying so long and see you next time on the Illegal Motion College Football Podcast. You dig? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.